Hi there, thanks for joining me for this episode of Gravity, the Digital Marketing Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by digital marketing business owners, creators, consultants and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe to the show on your podcast player. That way you won't miss new weekly episodes and you can dig into some older ones when you finish this one. This week, I'm speaking to Laura Pierman. Lauren is a photographer and she's taken a very interesting route to market and done some very creative things in terms of her business model along the way. The digital marketing, consultant and entrepreneur spectrum is very broad. And Laura shows us, as you'll find out, that at the end of the day, you are at the heart of it all. So welcome along and let's meet Laura. Laura Pierman, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Do you want to start by maybe telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work you do? Yes, absolutely. First of all, though, Bob, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, you're absolutely welcome. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah, we've been planning on getting round to it and here we are finally. So right now I am in the northeast of the UK. I'm in a place, a little place called Jarrow, which is right near to the Tyne River. And it is an absolutely gorgeous day. It's one of those days when you're an entrepreneur and you, you sit down in the morning with the sun beaming through your windows and you're like, can I just cancel everything today? Shall I go and <laughs> work from the pub? <laughs> I'm doing the little bunny rabbit fingers here. <laughs> so I've been strongly um, thinking about that. I might do that after we finish today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't. No, I couldn't let you down. We've been planning it for ages. <laughs> and you, I believe, are, are the first photographer I've had on the podcast. Oh, well, get um, me. That's good. I like that. Yeah. And you take, you have quite an unusual perspective on photography or a particular niche. Do you want to maybe just dig in or unpack that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, of course. Me? Yeah. So I, I think I'm very, um, this might sound a bit woo-woo, but I am very Gemini in a lot of ways. Like, so I am a Gemini from the star signs, but I love this idea of duality. And the more and more I reflect on that, the more and more I realize I'm actually living my life like that. So I initially started my education in the world of marketing and public relations. That was actually my first degree. And I went off and did some jobs in that and thought, I'm not really being creative enough. You know, I wish I could be more creative. Where did the creative kids hang out within the marketing space and actually it worked out that all of the creatives are hired in so I thought oh no I'm not really in the right space here um went off to travel like find myself like most of the 20 something backpackers who are in the world and eventually in a very long-winded way got into photography and noticed when I was in the photography space from even from like studying in college I was really um like punctual I like to get things done in the right way I loved managing people I love project managing and I loved unpacking and thinking about how things worked from a marketing point of view so how would this image sit in a magazine how and I, I didn't fit there either so I'm kind of one of these people where I'm kind of ping pong balling between these two worlds so that's where the um creation of this quite unique and different business has come from it's because I've kind of realized I am a bit of a freak I don't fully fit in one world I don't really fully fit in that world so I'll just keep traversing between the two <laughs> and 
what is it that how would you sum up what pays the bills these days okay so i am primarily a headshots photographer and right now we have i I think it's probably a bit of a trend i don't know how long the trend's gonna last for but we're in a trend now where we've got a big surge in online entrepreneurs and they are focusing right now a lot on personal branding. So a couple of years ago, they were all really into talking about lifestyle photography because they were wanting to show the world that they were building this lifestyle business. So from a real macro perspective, I think that we are seeing a massive shift now. People are getting made redundant or maybe mothers and you know fathers are doing the paternity and maternity leave and thinking, right, How can we just stay at home and make money? So we've got this big exodus now into the online space where people are generating money. So I'm kind of hopping on that trend, I suppose, in that I'm bringing my marketing know-how when it comes to analyzing brands and analyzing you know, demographics, call to action, quite basic marketing stuff, but how that is interpreted through headshots. So right now, the main thing that's paying my bills is shooting headshots for online entrepreneurs. And I've dabbled a little bit in expanding that. So I'm offering um, like speaker photography packages. I've been doing that for probably the last two years or so, maybe two and a half years. And my theory behind that was that a percentage of people who I serve, you get a lot of online entrepreneurs who speak and that's a big generator for their business model. And I figured if I offer them a service that actually fulfills a direct need, then I can slowly worm my way in, do my little charm offensive, and then they'll use me as a headshots photographer. But actually, I found that that percentage is a lot smaller than I thought. So right now I'll be fully transparent and tell everyone who's listening to this that we're looking at a way to kind of shift that a little bit but still the majority of our money is going out and doing headshot photography for online entrepreneurs we've got the online thing that we're slowly building which we can get to later on but that is the main breadwinning earner right now i think what a place i'd like to go is maybe and i know this from my own experience that a great headshot this is sounds a little bit like a, an assassin, but a great headshot <laughs> can be a game changer. Obviously, if it's the wrong kind of headshot, it is a game changer. It really can. Yeah, it really can. Like We offer um, a wide range. We have four different services. So it goes from like the quick half hour, um, very little planning, but just a great technical shot. So, you know, you can use it and look professional right through to like a whole day, eight hour shoot where we've got a stylist in changing your outfit. You've got, um, you know, maybe a bit of beauty prep, including the men, a bit of beauty prep in the run up to the day. So you really do look like your best self, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's usually irrelevant in that if somebody's gone from having just a selfie or a quick DIY jobby to even my most basic level, it does, it makes a big difference in how you're presenting yourself to the online world. But I think it's also a bit of a internal mental shift. You're proud of that headshot now and you're happy to put yourself out there just a little bit more. And it it has a, a shift in that respect. And then I suppose when we've, usually people come in on that quick service with me the turbo service and then over time they progress up through the different services to my top end one that I just described there called the full shawami service and (laughs) that one is 
market it's engineered from a marketing point of view to make sure that it's almost a viral shoot so everyone in the crew on shoot day is tweeting instagramming they're making sure that that everyone in the world knows who you are, what your call to action is, and by the way, you're on a headshot session. And then after that, we do a big hurrah again with a lovely vlog where we do, we do from behind the scenes footage of me taking the photos to um, what the shoot, the images looked at like at the end, to you talking about how you feel and what it changes it's made to your business. So that is almost shifting into the area of making this a marketing campaign within its its own right, I suppose, when you get to that level. Yeah. I think one place I'd like to go is confidence. Yeah. Because you mentioned that briefly, that a great headshot, when you start using it online, be it Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, it will make a difference to how people engage with you on those platforms. And I know from my own experience that once you have a great headshot, you feel much more confident to be present on those platforms. It's a strange thing. But do you have any good stories about direct impact of a headshot on somebody's business? Yes, I've got I've got loads. I'm trying to think of a good one that I can share here. So I had um, a lady last year who she worked in the financial planning space and she was going in as like an independent contractor or freelancer um, helping charities mainly work on their financials to make sure that they were creating more revenue. So quite a dry area of the world, really, when you look at it through my eyes anyway. But I really got on with this girl and she was like, look, I want to make a big splash here, but I am terrified. Like, we don't do this in the finance world. It's not something we're not show offs, you know, we're not like all you weird creatives. So we we went all whole hog and we did a whole day of photography based around the idea of decadence and opulence. She wanted to build out her business so that she was going to be entering into the online space. And her ultimate goal is to build a membership for any CEO, but it's mainly female female business owners who are also online but even if they're just doing a service or a product but it's getting smart with numbers so she's kind of tackling all of those stereotypes where women have what does she call it it's like the princess theory where you think that you're going to meet prince charm and he's going to take care of you so she's she's got all these great stories so for me as the headshots photographer it was about putting all of those great stories and theories into her photos and she made such a huge splash within the finance world she was able to launch her membership with a big bang with the support of these photographs. And she's found that it has that lovely effect of a personal brand where she's repelling the wrong people away from her, but attracting the people who just fall in love with her online. And from knowing her before and after the session, it, it's, it's a total game changer. She was really shy and reserved and quite quiet. And here she is now, like the figurehead of a whole new business venture. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really like you've got that big flashy flag out front and it makes you much more confident to then stand behind that that's right yeah and even i think if you are quite a shy person maybe the idea of guesting on somebody else's vlog show fills you with terror you can actually make a great headshot part of 
creating almost a bit of a confidence barrier. If you have a really good headshot, there you go. You can start guesting on podcast shows and try that as a starter where no one's going to see your moving face, but you've got this one image that you know is going to open some doors. I don't know if this is something that you agree with, Bob, but a lot of podcast hosts that I've worked with over the years much prefer guests who come ready with great visual assets because it just improves the overall quality of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I, I think if you're a little more shy, you know, swallowing, the, biting that bullet to get the first headshot is a great way to just kind of start making progress in the online space, especially when it comes to content creation. I think the way you describe what you do, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Mark Schaefer. He wrote a book. He's written lots of books. One of the yes, books that he talked about. prolific, talk, Mark. Yeah, it's never stopping. <laughs> I remember one of the ways he describes content is as a pyramid. And at the top of the pyramid, you have hero content. Slightly lower down the pyramid, you have hub content. And at the bottom of the pyramid, you have hygiene content. And the reason it's a pyramid is it's, it's talking about the frequency of production and the ease of production. So at the bottom of the pyramid, you're doing it a lot and it's quite easy to do. But the production value is quite low. And the higher up the pyramid you get, the higher the production value and the more difficult it is and the less frequently you do it and I think in photography terms your work really sits at the top of the pyramid as the hero content and a lot of businesses don't produce hero content themselves and so if it's if it's written content it's the long form ebook or a book if it's video content and it's the high production corporate video type thing yes and in photography it's great headshots and great documentary footage uh, and not very many people do it yeah, but it's an essential people, part. Of yeah, it is essential, absolutely. And if you want to build out that pyramid, and it's about you know another book that he did was being known. You want to be known for something, but if you keep pushing out this hygiene content, you're not going to really get known for anything because everyone else is doing that all the time as well. Yeah, but if you do focus on the balance in that pyramid, you can almost sort of relax about the hygiene because. It's, it's easy that, and, and ridiculously so, and everybody's doing it, so you will not stand out, that's right. Yeah. But actually take a step or two up the pyramid, suddenly it's very quiet. Um, and certainly knowing who you work with, and I do know who you work with, they stand out. Yeah, they want yeah. to stand out. They, a lot of, I'm finding now, as we've progressed through time, just a short, like I'm talking like five years of building this up, People are a lot more savvy now in the way that they want to be seen online and the the way that they can implement headshots for themselves. Like I'm getting to the point now where clients are coming to me, usually repeat clients, and they're like, right, we've got an idea for a specific launch. I want to launch this p particular thing. We're going to be doing an ad set in this style. So can we do a shoot that promotes just that? And that's all they'll use the headshots for. It's getting really complicated, but it just shows you how quickly this world that we're working in is starting to evolve. It's going to be really fascinating to see where we're at in like five years' time, I think. Yeah. I think specifically things like Facebook ads, they, they depend so much on that really clever use of an image. Yeah, it can make all the difference. Well, it, it does make all the difference. I know I've, I've run some really, what I thought were clever Facebook ads, and it just bombed because the image was just too dark, too dull. It wasn't inspiring. Just very, very yeah. odd sometimes. But the right image, right, correctly thought through, it will have a big impact. Looking at the rest of that pyramid, 
obviously the, the hero shots, great. If you need to get those hero shots, you need somebody like a Laura Pearman. But a lot of us really struggle with the, 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 the hub content as well, the sort of day-to-day -day photography. And that's really the realm of the selfie. Um, and I know on your website and in, in your world as well, you do talk a lot about the selfie. It's not all about the hire Laura Pearman to do the photography, but it's, okay, you need to get it right, give me a ring. But day-to-day, -day, you need to be taking care of yourself as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's something I've started to feel very passionately about. So I, I've come at this, again, typical Gemini, from two different angles. The first thing was I noticed that a lot of people who I kind of wanted to work with were kicking out good selfies. And initially, that put me off a bit. And I thought, oh, no, well, then they won't want to work with me because they clearly have mastered their phone. So then I decided, right, okay, I'm going to do my own little selfie strategy here. You know, it, it's a very typical thing. I think anyone, when you work in a certain industry, you're the last one that gets served in that industry, right? So I have to really work hard to make sure my headshots are up to snuff. The cobbler's children never have new shoes, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, where was, where was I? So yeah, when it, when it comes to that, I noticed that when I was doing these selfies and I wasn't sharing them anywhere online, when I was taking them, it was bringing up quite a lot of self-confidence stuff for me. I was like, oh, you know, that, that doesn't look good. And I thought, right, if I'm either I'm overly critical or this is the process that everyone goes through when they try to take a selfie, isn't that interesting? So then again, the duality thing kicks in. I'm like, yeah, but I'm a top-end headshots photographer. I probably shouldn't really be talking about selfies. And then I actually thought, no, hang on, I'm going to test this out and I'm going to share my journey with this. And that was where the Love Your Selfie Challenge kind of came from. And right now, behind the scenes, we're doing a little bit more of a beta test on that to see if we can offer a little bit more of a very clear subscription-style service. But everyone else feels the same way and I'm, I've noticed that women are a lot more forthcoming about sharing their feelings well big whoop we knew that anyway but it's an interesting thing people have have been putting off investing time or energy or money into a top end headshot because of their preconceptions about themselves so actually when you look at it from a headshots photographer point of view you are never going to get those people anyway so it makes more sense Obviously, from a personal point of view, I would love to know that from a like a legacy piece that I've helped more people around the world feel better about themselves and they are better equipped to document their own lives. That's the ultimate goal here. But from the more direct money um, converting side, we are kind of building people up. They're, they're training themselves with their own equipment, which we all have in our mobile phones, by the way to figure out how to use the damn camera app and also how to document our lives. So with this surge that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast with personal branding, that is absolutely hub content talking about I don't know, maybe you take Fridays off because you want to be with your kids or maybe having a really nutritional, uh, a really nutritious diet really does help you as a financial planner well so what that's a personal thing why not do some selfies of you in the kitchen cooking up so it's 
it doesn't feel right for me to go in there and be the top and headshots photographer. You know, you're just doing the school meal prep. <laughs> you should be doing that with the selfie. So that's where we've gone. We've, we've got the five day challenge, which I'm more than happy for any listener to come on and have a go at. And it basically goes through five little techniques of how to use your phone camera. So it's a little bit like phonography technical, but it's also wrapped in fun and self-confidence and silly little games that you can play while you're doing it so you can kind of get over your own self-confidence stuff and that's a challenge people can join anytime anytime yeah it's it's just about going evergreen now we've just finished the last bits on it going evergreen so that should be live by the time this podcast goes out i will go and join it myself because as you know this is something i struggle with a lot yes oh i'm looking forward to seeing you there bob (laughs) (laughs) um i'm interested to speak about your event photography a bit because i see you 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 seem to be flying more than Richard Branson. <laughs> I wish I was flying the same class as him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you were out at Social Media Marketing World. Let's look at that. How was Social Media Marketing World for you? I really enjoy that event. So the first the first year I went, I think I fell into the same trap that everyone who goes there for the first time does and I had a back-to-back schedule you know you get this beautiful brochure when you sign in and get your little um lanyard on your badge and it's a whole program of everything that's available and the marketer in me was like on steroids I was like oh my goodness I can learn about this algorithm or that how that's how you do bots or this is how you do Facebook ads because that actually does interest me and then by the end of that first trip so that was 2017 my first one by the end of that i realized oh there's a whole other set of things that are happening as kind of like satellite events around the main conference and by the last day i found myself i was just kind of walking around they have a big networking plaza there i thought yeah this is where i need to be this is where the people who are likely to convert into headshot clients are going to be hanging out So I've been for um, 2018 and 2019 and I've kind of gone more into that latter space. So I think this year I went to two talks maybe in the flesh and that was to fill some time in between networking drinks or going to private parties or going out to dinner. so it's an interesting one. I, I still have all the content, of course, and me and my team love to go back through the brochure when I get back and say, right, yeah, we do need to bone up a little bit on this thing with Pinterest now and go back and listen to that. But I found it's an interesting event from that respect because it's so multi-track, you can very easily drown and gorge on all of this content but actually people have come from all over the world to this beautiful part of the world it makes so much more sense for me and my business to meet those people network with them and then hopefully shoot with them under that lovely san diego sun yeah no certainly i I was watching from the side and it, it did look very nice. I'm still yes, sad. It was beautiful this year. It was a little <laughs> bit later on, so the weather was much better. I know it's a little earlier on next year, so it'll be interesting from a weather point of view. That's you see, this is the headshots photographer coming out now. I have to get really um I, I geek out a lot before I go overseas or to a new location. I start watching the weather like a month in advance and figuring out when golden hour is gonna be and all that geeky stuff to make sure that the people that have booked me get the absolute best service so i will see how it is i'm sure it'll be much nicer than february here in the uk of course (laughs) yeah one thing that you do quite often at events is you will book lots of speaking shots for uh headshots for attendees 
Yes. Um, I've seen that quite often. And I'm really curious to know, how does that work with locations? Are you depending on, and this is something that's kind of bugged me a little bit with photographers over the year in general, that you, you book a photographer, but then the photographer wants you to have arranged everything. <laughs> you see, I am not that person. And I remember those people and I, I, I do know a few of those photographers. But yeah, it doesn't work that way. If you're if you're an out-of-towner, then you're paying me for a service and the service is for me to have boned up on the place. So a good example of this is um, I worked at a fitness retreat as the um, in-retreat photographer in Marbella. I'd never been to Marbella in my life, but I spent about three or four days in Google Maps as the little yellow guy, looking out all the best places to shoot at, how you get in those places, do I need to get permission from anyone, ringing ahead, making sure that hotels with lovely lobbies would let me shoot in there, kind of creating pre-deals with them so that when you're there with me on the shoot, I've got a couple of different routes that we can take probably weather contingencies are in there as well but when we pull up to this lovely lobby and I know you're gonna love it and you go oh that's gorgeous yeah let's shoot in here I just need to give like a little nod to the guy who's behind reception because it's all been pre-agreed so if I can't get in there in person to go the day before and say right I'll be coming back here tomorrow with a big rucksack on my back and a client I need you to be nice to the client and I've already agreed this if I can't do that in the flesh I will be getting in touch with them ahead of time so I try to not leave anything to the last minute and wing it which I know a lot of my um, fellow photographers like to do or yeah they just can't be bothered they can't be bothered Bob to do the work and look ahead and make sure that their clients have a great service and I can't tell you how important that is because as the customer you're anxious already. Just the fact you've hired a photographer, yeah. 70% of people will be super anxious. And if you then walk into a venue and everybody's kind of looking over their shoulder going, quick, quick, somebody's coming. Yeah, you need to get it help. done fast. Yeah, At that point, <laughs> you can't smile anymore. Yeah, it fully translates to your pictures. So when you're looking at the pictures, all you see is you looking a bit nervous and worried that you're about to get kicked out. You don't yeah. want that to read on your headshot at all. Another thing that I've worked with lots of photographers and one photographer in particular got it right. He could see straight away, I didn't know how to smile for a camera. And something that you spoke about before we started recording, it kind of triggered this particular area of conversation that people are not natural models. And one thing that I know you do, because I've read about it, is you're very good at working with the people to get the yes. picture. And photography is not all about how to use a camera. Oh, 100%. You know, you know the say when you're learning to drive before you, you do your test and then you pass your test and you're like usually a cocky 17-year-old who goes, it's fine, I've got a license. The year after that is when you learn to drive. It's exactly the same with photography. So I spent two years learning all of the intricacies and all of the geeky things about photography, retouching, image processing, and a little bit on how to bill for a job and how to plan a shoot, but not really very much because the colleges are not, that's not what they're there to teach and then when you actually go into industry you realize this photography business is only a tiny little fraction of the job and if you want to work with people 
that is the majority of it. You have to be able to respond. So I think I had a bit of a baptism of fire with that, Bob, in that when I first came out of college, like 10 years ago, I went and worked in a family studio. So I was dealing with like crying babies, vomiting up the walls, parents getting really stressed out and yelling at their children. I, I really went through the ringer with it, but it massively helped me with learning. I like to call it your photographer crack. So it's like the banter you have as a photographer and it makes all the difference in the shot. So you can pick up, when you're on a shoot as a photographer, you want it to feel like it's this seamless process and the photographer had your back because you felt a bit nervous. So like we've, we've just said, that with the basic surface stuff, they've planned out a route, they've got all of the pre-agreement things that they needed to as part of the service, it's all taken care of. But actually there's an undercurrent there. It's a bit like the, that iceberg thing that they show you in marketing. So these are the things that we have above the water and it's a big thing under the water. It's all the stuff under the water. So I might be noticing that actually you seem to blink a lot. You've got quite sensitive eyes. So it's not good to have you in a certain type of light. And whatever I do, I'm not going to say, yeah, you've got a bit of a blinking problem there, mate, haven't you? Because we're not going to talk about it because that's just going to make you feel even more uncomfortable. But I know now from my years of experience, the things that we can do to try and avoid having you with one eye shut on every single image. And I'm just going to run you through those exercises on repeat and make it seem like it's the easiest most fun silly thing in the world so that over time you relax and then there you go we're getting the magic and another thing I love to do with clients and this is something from working with like little toddlers is just having a constant conversation so I'm doing all of that subliminally and we might be talking about how you're going on holiday to X place somewhere else. And I want to get you laughing as much as possible. So I'm like a real clown and a silly goofing around, making a real arse of myself. Because all I want you to do is to laugh naturally and then I'm quickly catching it. And nine times out of 10, when you see those laughter ones, you're like, oh, I didn't even realize you were taking pictures then. I really like that shot and there you go we've got the shot you've got to do what you need to to get the shot but only over time as a photographer do you learn the ways that you pull that out of the person so I know like in the fashion world when I worked there briefly a lot of the time there was a real um, disconnect between the photographer and the model so the model comes in and she has her own little posing routine that she does and she probably doesn't really engage or talk to the photographer unless the camera's in front of their face. And similarly, the photographer's the same. The photographer might be rude and horrible because he wants to get a real kind of bitchy look out of the model. So it, it's a very different world. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm not in the fashion world because I don't like that. I like to really connect with the person that I'm photographing and understand them on a deeper level. So yeah, it's all down to the experience is the short answer to that. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what I would also say is having worked with a professional photographer once that really, really got it. Yes. That is then something you can take into your hub content. Simply knowing what your face is supposed to feel like when you're actually smiling to the camera. It's actually quite different to the way you think your face feels when you're yes. smiling so we all have like a, a bad habit so if you are a fan of friends you know the chandler smiling face when he's getting the wedding photos taken <laughs> and that's something we go through a lot in um the love your selfie stuff that we're putting out now and it's you you do this like i always do an open mouth smile and if i've had a few to drink like at an event party you know that's that goofy smile is coming out and every time i look back at it like, oh, you're doing that again, Laura. So that's my habit 
we all have two or three of these posing habits but like you say when you've worked with a professional and they know how to kind of teach you on how to hold your face it's about the muscle memory and over time when you work those muscles you realize oh this is what it feels like to make that face so yeah it works great in your hub content when you're at home doing your own selfies for yourself uh, so if you ever wanted a good reason to go and hire Laura at an event, that's it right there. It's not just a one-shot deal. It's a great investment over time. Yes, it's for life. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a couple of things that you're doing in your business. You've got the event photography. You've got headshot photography on tap, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You've got some other things going on as well um, that are more sort of productized but that you're kind of just at the beginning stages of that. That's right. How do you want to grow that out? Because you mentioned membership Well, it, it's an interesting one. So I know that sometimes you gave your guests um, tips and advice. So yeah, feel free to jump on in on this. So we, we built out the Love Your Selfie um, challenge to start with. And I'm really keen to not become one of the photographers out there who makes such a success online with an online business that they have to stop being a photographer day to day. So I really ideally love being a photographer, but my ideal lifestyle balance would be to maybe shoot one killer, amazing headshot session a month. And it's had like a good two months planning time into it so it works like clockwork there's a whole crew on set but I need that to happen every month so right now it doesn't work that way we have a um, a spread between the four services that I talked through earlier so this is where the creation of the online thing that was the main impetus behind it I noticed I had this fascination with selfies I saw that there's a lot of photographers out there who are teaching just phonography but that didn't really fit into the rest of my um, my system of my business so that's why we went down the route of selfies so we've we've tried it a few different ways right now we're carrying out a beta test where it's going to be I'm calling it the love your selfie inspo scription so you subscribe a bit we know we subscribe to everything now don't we Netflix hello fresh um, you name it you can get a subscription for it as well as business products so I thought I would I wonder what that looks and feels like so if you're trying to be a little bit more accountable with your selfies and you you're not really interested in buying another online course for a high amount of money why not have this come in as a little monthly like a one monthly challenge you get a basic um phonography skill taught to you and you get a whole bunch of different inspirational ideas so for the rest of that month while you're away creating your hub content you have everything you could possibly need to take some great selfies to push out in your social media so right now we're testing that it's in a beta test I've got a small group of my ideal demographic working their way through that but I'm trying to now guess what's going to happen come September when that ends and I don't know if it's going to work. I'm not sure because I've noticed that everyone's loving the inspiration, but nobody's actually taking action. So does it feel better to put that out as a course 
I'm not sure. Right now we have a few, you're right, we have a few different online products where I could do just mood boarding and kind of help you conceive your personal branding and how that looks from a visual point of view. So that's an online product that we have. We have um, more of a selfie strategy. So I come in and find out what you have in, in the way of visual assets in your business and I help you navigate how you need to put that out in just hub content all on your own so it's kind of a little bit done for you but you have to do the heavy lifting of taking the photos um and i have to be honest those online products are not getting the kind of engagement that i wanted them to yet so i don't know if this um the beta test is going to prove my doubt that people are just too lazy and they like to subscribe to inspiration but they don't want to take action in which case does it make more sense for them to get maybe a nice little robust how-to book with a toolkit built in i really don't know it's an interesting thing i think with the online space in particular i've noticed as a creative i could come up with ideas no problem till the cows come home but actually when you get into the nitty-gritty of building the online business out a lot of it has to be down to trial and error at every single step of the way. Yeah, and I think t testing things repeatedly, eventually yeah. something will stick. But I guess it really brings me on to the next question, which is, what does your marketing look like? How, and I, I reflect back on how do I know about Laura P Pearman? And it's really through other people's communities. Yes. And I noticed you recently started... I know you had a YouTube channel for a while, but you were talking about building that up again. Yes, we're back with a vengeance on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and, and potentially owning your own audience will allow you to reach those customers that actually need specifically what you've got. Yes. Certainly the people, I know it's a long game, but if you play the long game, actually the odds of winning are quite high. Yes, it's sticking in, isn't it? And like you say, testing it and being very, very particular in the way that you're building up funnels and what looking all the time at where, where are people exiting? What was the feedback there? Why are they doing that? And yeah, it's just a very, in comparison to delivering that direct service, it is so much more slow paced. You're absolutely right there. Yeah, but certainly I think the visual element of personal branding is ridiculously important. Yes. I would say it's almost more important than any other element of content marketing. It's just, it opens everything yeah, else. Game changer. It's a game yeah. changer. It doesn't matter what business you've got. If you're relatable to online, people will love or hate you, but that makes your life so much easier as a marketer because you you know how to dial that up even more and become even more divisive. So you have these fans that adore and love every single thing you do. Sure, you can have a few little haters along the way, but isn't it much easier to have this tribe of dedicated, loyal followers who will just buy anything from you? It, yeah. it really does make a big difference. I mean, in the higher end of my business, where in early days of building out a lot more of a personal um, like your personal private photographer. So kind of taking inspiration from Gary V and D-Rock, I suppose. It's yeah. looking at how can we, if, you know, I've contacted my top tier clients who have 
maybe ask me for an NDA agreement so you actually don't even see their pictures online because I've promised them that I won't share them in my own marketing. What does it look like to them to have a personal photographer? So we're looking at maybe building that out a little bit more, but again, early days with that. So I'll have to come back on the show, Bob, in like a year and tell you how it all went. <laughs> well, that sounds like a date. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so Laura, if people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? So I love to play on Instagram. Surprise, surprise. The photographer likes Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram. My hangout is L Perman Photos. Perman is like the fruit with man on the end. So I'm often on stories just goofing around, being silly. Um, but I love playing on Instagram the most. So that's where you're going to get the real me. <laughs> well, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Laura, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much for your time. I will have you back in a year. Yes. Uh, and we'll see what's changed. I've got a deadline now, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed hearing Laura's story as much as I did talking to her. Laura's focus on her niche has really paid off and her reputation is soaring within a very defined target market. If you felt challenged or energised by the idea of Laura's selfie challenge, then go and check it out. And I think I might need to get stuck in too. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe. And if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You can find a link from the website at bobgentle.com or just search Gravity Digital Marketing in Facebook and you'll find us easily. If you did enjoy the show, then I'd love you to review the show on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and it's the very best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name is Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Laura for giving me her time this week and to you for listening. See you next week.